politics, 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 politics. Yay! Alright. Welcome back, politicians. Uh, yes. Uh, that that chant was good. Um, I forgot, however, that a chant usually works best with more than one person, uh, but I did my best. On my lonesome, uh, with a chant of one, uh, it is still technically a chant, I believe. Uh, it's just a little bit less effective. But no matter, um, I'm still unusually pumped, not unlike the entirety of the White House right now. Uh, everybody there is in, uh, good spirits. And spirits are running high, uh, despite what the lame stream media might tell you. Uh, as far as I can tell, everyone in uh, America HQ is walking around with unusually wide gates, which is weird, and unusually wide smiles on their handsome faces, which is... It's less weird. Uh, but there's been a lot in the news lately. Jeez. Oh, I, I thought we turned off the bell. We used to do, for those of you who don't know, uh, I used to announce the episode number of every episode. Um, we, I think we're on round six now. Um, but to be honest, once numbers get high, I find them a bit overwhelming and not a little bit confusing. And so I prefer not to say that this is round six, episode five. Ugh. But I just did it, so there you go. Uh, for those of you keeping track, I'm not sure what episode that makes this, because I'm a uh, politics expert and not a mathematics expert. But it seems like it's probably a high number. I don't know if you add the six to the five or multiply. Um, certainly not divide. That seems, that just feels wrong. Uh, but we're getting up there in terms of the number of episodes. So there's been a lot in the news, uh, but unfortunately this is a politics podcast and not a news podcast. So we're not going to talk about uh that weird orb, or um, uh, Jared Kushner uh, talking to the Russians, even though those are probably pretty important, because that's just a, uh, it's it's really more more like a, it's gossip, it's gossip and rumor, and here on politics, our bread and butter is facts and. Opinions that are based on facts, which makes them good opinions, and not crap opinions. Excuse my French. 
but I get worked up. And I think that everybody needs to cush, cush, everyone needs to cush Kushner a break. Because uh, not, to, not to be an inside, uh, uh, Mr. Insider, but I hear that he's trying his best and that he gets very sad when people say mean things about him. And so I wish you all would be a bit more considerate. And just because he uh, grew up with a lot of money and has never been poor and has never really had to struggle doesn't mean he doesn't have feelings just like you and me, albeit uh, deadened by prescription drugs and um, deadened emotions. You can still have emotions even when your emotions are deadened. They're just a little bit... It's kind of like when you you, uh, put your hand in a, a bucket of ice and then try to touch your butt. Your butt feels it, but your hand doesn't. And so in this scenario, the butt is Jared Kushner's pain receptors and the deadened hand is his empathy. So he can still feel uh, pain even though his empathy sucks. Basically is what I'm saying. And so maybe cut it with the Russia stuff already. But anyway, uh, before we get um, to the rest of the program. Uh, so last episode, I left off right in the middle of telling you all, the politicians, uh, about how I got to meet the most important person in the world, Steve Bannon, and then became his best friend and confidant, which I suppose makes me the kind of uh, special advisor to the special advisor to the President of the United States of America, uh, which makes me, Tim S., the host of Politics, and the person talking right now, the most special advisor of all. Hmm. Uh, But, before we get back to that, uh, I've got a little bit of Politics Podcast Biz, which is short for business, to take care of. Uh, As most of you know, and for those of you who don't, Politics is now the official White House podcast. Rebuttal to the Twitter account Rogue Potus Staffer. And I have unfortunately neglected to do any Rogue Potus Staffer tweet rebutting in uh, maybe a month, um, approximately. Uh, I'm not keeping track. Uh, but I got to do it, even though I'm starting to find that whole thing super boring and lame. Uh, because it's important to commit to the bit. So we're going to go ahead and look up Rogue. I'm on Twitter.com. I always keep, for those of you in the politics biz, I recommend keeping your social media pages, uh, be it Facebook or Twitter or uh, Vimeo or uh, LinkedIn for you professionals. Keep the pages open at all times so that you can access them easily Because if you close the page, then you have to type in the website name again if you want to get to it. And that wastes valuable time. Um, Now, it's also important not to keep too many tabs open. Because if you're like me and you're running an older computer, that can really slow things down. 
So I recommend uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 40 to 50 tabs open at most. And um, really only four or five of those should be the same Gmail account because you've forgotten that you've opened it. Um, but none of us are perfect, so get off my case. So anyway, uh, I'm going to type in Rogue Podis Staffer on this Twitter page I always have open. Uh, let's click on the stupid Twitter uh, account for Rogue Potus staff, which currently has some kind of crazy uh, Star Trek alien as its background, and it says next to the crazy robot alien guy, who I believe is called a Borg, although I'm not sure because I don't watch that show. Um, that's more of interim assistant producer Jazz's thing. Although I sometimes overhear Jazz listening to episodes of it and watching them, but you can't overhear someone watching. Uh, I think it's a Borg, uh, which is a kind of alien that tries to make you like him, which is scary because nobody wants to be turned into an alien. You want to be a person. Uh, and so it's got uh, this Rogue Potus staff's got a, a background picture of a Borg guy, and it says, Resistance is not futile. Because these people think that they're resisting um, the president. But good luck, guys, because he's in charge and he's doing a great job um, by certain standards. Okay, so we're going to pick a few tweets and then read them. Um, and so uh, backing up, Rogue Potus staff claims to be somebody who works in the uh, White House. And then they're, they're, they're posting mean things from inside the White House, which is supposed to be scary if you support the president. But I don't think it is, because uh, they're dumb. Okay, so here's a, here's, here's a tweet that the rogue POTUS staff is doing to make our president look bad. And I'm going to explain why it's stupid. Um, all right. Potas, Potas, po, po, Potas. Oh, Potas. is a uh, it's a it's a funny kind of word that's made up of other words that means president of the United States should be of the president of the okay no that works that's all the words president of the United States uh, Potas here's the tweet. POTUS wants U.S., which is United States, to be S. Arabia, which I don't know if you guys study geography, but I'm pretty sure that stands for Saudi Arabia. So POTUS wants U.S. to be Saudi Arabia, no joke, complains that he came home to a disrespectful public, and this is in a quote, but there isn't an end quote, it's just a start quote, which is incorrect grammar. S. Arabians know how to treat their king. Uh, so what this Twitter account is saying is that POTUS, who's President Trump, wants the United States to be Saudi Arabia, which is obviously impossible because they're different countries. So that's stupid, and I think we can ignore that. Um, uh, yeah, uh, oh, God, these are boring. Honestly, my, my biggest problem with the Rogue POTUS staff is that it's very boring. 
this one says, the inner inner circle is having club activities today as others begin to clean out their decks, desks, their decks, not their decks, their desks. Uh, because when you work in politics, you may or may not have a deck, but you probably have a desk to keep all your important papers. Um, so what they're saying is that the inner, inner White House circle, which is probably, you know, me, Steve Bannon, and uh, Mr. President Trump, are having club activities, which I have not heard of, and I think that if they were happening, I would have heard of them. And then other people are cleaning out their desks, which is probably true because if you're not doing a good job in uh, Mr. Trump's White House, you, you get sent packing. Because it's a tough world in politics, just like in business, which he's an expert in. Okay, so now I've done our duty, and we have, uh, I mean, and, you know, gladly done our duty. I'm happy to do this, and uh, uh, rebutted those dumb tweets. So we can get back to the fun story of how I got to meet and be best friends with Steve Bannon, who is... A famous politics guy. <clears throat> Sorry, I hurt my throat a little bit there. <sighs> okay. So, uh, recap. I went to Washington, D.C., District of Columbia, via a series of buses, and I wandered a, a bit, too, because I didn't know you could take one direct bus. And then a security guard named Gerald let me into the White House after I hollered, I gotta see Steve! At him. And then I walked down a golden hallway, uh, which is golden because of how much Trump likes that stuff. And the hallway smelled like fresh paint, but I'm um, pretty sure it's actually real gold, even though I didn't check it out more closely. And then I got to a great big stone door that says Steve Bannon on it, which brings us up to speed. And so I can continue with the story. All right, so now, imagine me, Tim S. I know you can't picture me because you don't know what I look like, but, uh, you know, like a pretty normal guy in front of a big old door that says Steve Bannon on it, who's a famous politics person. And so I'm real nervous and excited, uh, not unlike a bride on her wedding day, except I don't, I don't actually want to marry Steve Bannon. I just respect him a whole heck of a lot. So I'm at the door, and I'm gathering my courage, and I'm knocking on the door real hard, and I leave a big dent in it from my immense natural strength. Although it also kind of felt like it was made out of cheap foam. Like it's a fake stone door from an old vampire movie. But I chose not to investigate further, and then eventually, someone came to open the door. The man himself, the assistant director, director to Steve Bannon's intern... Bill Quagnark, Jordash Agnew. Uh, he, that's the guy who opened the door. And now Jordash, I will say, is quite the character. Um, and yes, he is the, the great-grandson of the famous public speaker slash assistant president, Spiro Agnew. Uh, and yes, he was named after the brand of jeans he was conceived in. But that is a story for a different, much filthier podcast. Uh, and so Jordash let me into the office that was at the end of the long gold hallway. 
and I noticed that Jordash had a strange air of unusual confidence about his person, as I referred when I referred to that earlier. This is reminding you about the unusual air of confidence that people in the White House have right now. That I'll explain later. And so Jordash made very aggressive eye contact with me, and he during during our handshake he squeezed my hand like it was a. a a stress ball, one of those squishy stress balls. Um, and then he waved for me to sit down on a folding chair by the door, a folding chair, which I remember to be very unstable and uncomfortable. And then he left quickly and uh, somewhat rudely. And I was a little bit put out and not a little insulted. But then I quickly realized that this is what's known as an alpha move. Let me explain. Uh, you see, alphas, like the Greek letter, are strong men, not necessarily large men, although usually large, uh, and, you know, a, a variety of largeness um, from anywhere from uh, sort of a, a, a lumpy, a somewhat lumpy uh, largeness, like a Matt Forney, or a... Uh, mm, Slightly swollen, shiny, greasy largeness like one Alex Jones. Uh, men with conservative values who are not not afraid of women uh, unless they have to talk to them anywhere. But they can always imagine in the case that the woman they're talking to is uh, their mother or sister and get more comfortable. Um, and then if they're, if, they're, if they're attracted to the woman... They, they can realize that that's weird and then give the lady they're talking to a better face that's not their mom's, like uh, Scarlett Johansson or Sailor Moon or Jupiter. And then they can kiss her, but then she slaps them in the face because she's a feminist who's intimidated by strong men. It's men with quavering hands that are physically weak, but strongly damp with passion. Uh... So that's what alphas are. Uh, and then you have the betas, who are weak liberals and socialists, who wait for women to show interest before trying to talk to her. Which is what you do when you're dumb and you think the taxes aren't theft, but might be good sometimes. And, and then the other category is the cucks, who are chicken men, like Chicken Boo from Animaniacs who acts like a man but isn't, and is also not my father, even though he raised me like a son. Ah, uh, so, anyway. Uh, the, uh, Jordan, Jordash, Jordash Agnew, uh, was definitely an alpha, I could tell. And that's why he was making me sit in a crappy chair to intimidate me. So that his boss's boss's mm, boss's boss, Steve Bannon, would have me at a disadvantage when he came in to meet me. And I will say that part of me knew Steve Bannon deserved to have me at a disadvantage, uh, and that I deserved to be intimidated, because Bannon is a great man, and I am the lowly host of a podcast that gets like 30 listens per episode, which I'm not mad about. But I actually have a good attitude towards, so move on from talking about that. Um, 
so I, I was a bit, uh, a little bit um, in awe of this super cool uh, alpha move that Jordash pulled. But luckily, I have read a lot of websites and Facebooking blogs written by disgusted dads. Uh, so I know how to hold my own when the big boys with um, with uh, strong personalities go toe to toe. Uh, and so once Jordash left, I stood up and I walked over to the big fancy desk that was in the middle of the room uh, that I forgot to mention, but it was very prominent. And then I sat in that chair and look, I'm not okay. I'm not entirely proud of this, although I am a little bit proud of myself for having the guts. But I relieved myself in that chair. I did a poop on what I. I did a poop on Steve Bannon's fancy leather chair. Okay, well, actually, I tried to poop on it, so let me explain. This is the second explanation of the episode following the first, where I explained to you what alphas are. So if you're keeping track of uh, politics explanations on your politics bingo explanation card, you can mark one down for... The bathroom business section, which is under the G in bingo. Uh, no, so as soon as as soon as Jordash left, I immediately walked over to Steve Bannon's fancy leather chair, pulled down my trousers and pants, which is short for underpants, and I kind of hovered over the chair. Now, see, my strategy here was to imagine using my brain. Uh, that Steve Bannon's chair was actually a toilet, which wasn't too hard because it did smell a bit off. Um, and, oh, mm. okay, I'm gonna back up here. And I, I, I guess I should actually explain why I thought it was a good idea to poop on Steve Bannon's chair, even though I was trying to make him like me. I forgot to do that. I thought at first, you know, I thought when I went into the poop story that it would be obvious why I was doing that. But it occurs to me now that some of you might not be as intimately familiar with the uh, mm, the annals of power in the internet where strong men with impressive wills uh, fight over politics and then pull moves on each other like that involve poop and stuff in order to assert dominance. So let me explain it. Uh, so alphas like Steve Bannon and... Jordash Agnew, they respect power. Um, and, you know, power can come in the form of fancy talking words and good manly handshakes like the one that Jordash gave in me earlier. And those are all well and fine when it comes right down to it, though. However, we are all animals, whether you like it or whether you don't. So if you really want to impress somebody and not just with, like, a fancy resume or a snazzy PowerPoint that has really good design um, and is actually fun to look at because you can make them if you you put your effort into it. Guys, just so you know, it's not impossible. But if even better than that, uh, sometimes you got to show that you're the top dog in the room, literally, and take a crap on something they like. 
So anyway, back to the story. Uh, that was explanation number three, which is under the eye on your politics explanation bingo card. Um, so you can feel free to mark that with your, your big uh, bingo marker that, of course, says politics on the side. And uh, you can buy those at politics.com slash bingo store. So back to the story. Uh, my butt was hovering over Steve Bannon's chair, naked, and I was imagining that the chair was a toilet, but I was having a hard time doing my naughty business. And I started to realize that uh, I didn't really have an exact idea of how long Jordash was going to be out of the room. So I needed to hurry up. Because while it's good to uh, dominate other men using poop and pee, um, I didn't have any toilet paper um, for wiping my bottom because I was in an office and not a bathroom. And so in that moment, uh, I started to think, huh, you know, this might actually be a bad idea and not the savvy power move I first believed it to be. Uh, but at this point, to be uh, blunt and a little bit graphic, I wasn't sure uh, how things were going downstairs in the servants' quarters, if you catch my meaning. By my butt. Because um, you know like, when, you're, when you're going and it uh, kind of takes a while and you kind of start to wish you hadn't bothered trying to go in the first place, but you're not sure if maybe something came out. Uh, so you figure you might as well finish what you started. Well, that's kind of where I was at, uh, but doing it in the office of a powerful, unbalanced crypto-fascist. Uh, so I grabbed some papers off the desk, kind of willy-nilly, and then I held them in my left hand, uh, because I, I wipe Southpaw, and I tried real hard to do my business, uh, better and faster, without being reckless, uh, and I made a little noise to soothe my own intestinal tract, which is what I do when I'm nervous and have a downtown mm, traffic jam. And the noise is uh, a little bit like... And it slowly gets louder until uh, things start to go better down there, which is a little bit of insight into me. Um, and now here is where things got a bit weird. Uh, and my, num my, 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 my memory is a bit fuzzy, unlike for normals when it's super sharp, mm, almost painfully so. Uh, I heard a noise... Kind of like a man walking or maybe a doorknob turning, which I believe are very similar noises. Uh, and so I quickly stuffed the papers I was holding in my hand into my mouth so that Jordash wouldn't know that I was going to wipe myself with them. And then I pulled up my pants real fast. Uh, but I pulled them up too quickly. And I think what happened then is I fell over onto the floor 
and I hit my head on the floor, and I passed the heck out. And so what I'm guessing happened then, although I don't know for sure, is that some time passed, and I was asleep, but not in the way when you go to bed at night in a bed, but in the unnatural way when you hit your head on something. And then when I woke up, uh, Jordash and a man I had never seen before uh, were standing over me, smiling. And Jordash was holding a piece of paper that was all chewed up and gross. And I quickly realized that it was one of the pieces of paper that I had in my mouth, which I I had intended to wipe my butt with before I was so rudely interrupted. Um, And so I could see it more clearly now uh, because I wasn't squatting and panicking. And it said at the top of the paper where titles go, bad Russian stuff, confidential. And the other guy, again, the guy who I didn't recognize, and I don't believe he was famous or is famous because being a political expert, if he was famous, I would have recognized him. Not to toot my own horn. Um, and this guy also looked super confident in the same way that Jordash did. And he also had an unusually wide stance. He, uh, he looked down at me and he smiled and he gave me a big thumbs up. And he said, you've done really good. Uh, we can't let bad Russian stuff like that leak to the press. Pull up your pants and follow me, Tim S. And that's when, uh, I looked up at him. And I said in a big, loud voice, I gotta see Steve! Which is what I said earlier to Gerald. If you'll remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that will leave it at that. I, I think I will leave it at that. I think I will leave it at that for now because I wanted to give you politicians um i want i want to leave you politicians in suspense um and so here's some questions for you to consider before the next episode uh did tim s ever get to meet steve bannon i i think i might have revealed that already but i want you to think about it uh are steve bannon and tim s now best friends for life now, <laughs> uh, you'll have to tune in to the next episode of Politics to find out. Bye.